We are in studio with Mohamed Berry, uh, who is a founding member and also community activist of the Ghanaian uh, community effort to fight against deportations from Canada. Uh, this is a campaign that has been going on now for over one year. Um, this is addressing a crisis of um, forced removals of deportations that are facing um, Ghanaian refugees right now in Canada, but particularly in Montreal. Um, so we're going to be highlighting where things are at uh, at this moment, in January 2019, I'm in studio with Mohamed Berry. Uh, good morning. Uh, good morning, Stefan. Good morning. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. So, um, this campaign um, against the deportation of Ghanaian refugees, I guess first to start, um, there's, there's a crisis of deportation. Uh, a lot of people have uh, been living and working in Montreal uh, from Conakry City in Guinea, but other parts of Guinea also. Yeah. Um, could you share with us a bit about the general situation? So, um, as you said, a lot of Guinean people are living and working in Montreal for many years now. Like, um, minimum is five years. The people who came recently is uh, five or four years yeah. at least. For myself, I've been living in here for seven years. Uh, I still don't have a, a status. And a lot of people have been deported uh, in these last two years, from 2014 to 2019. Mm -hmm. The last person who was deported was uh, Ibrahim. So it's also sad, and he had like he was working and he went to high school here. He came here, he was a teenager, and he went to high school here. After that, he managed to study, but as you know, the international student is very expensive here, uh, depending on uh, in the province where you are. In Quebec, here it costs 22,000 a year the university which is very very expensive he couldn't uh, afford that um, he was working he's not a criminal so he just someone didn't want to give him uh, he bought something like in, in a bar and then the guy was uh, he was claiming to get his change and the guy refused and he called the police instead of the police just asking the guy to give him back his money and they sent him to the the cbs he was arrested and he'd been in jail for for one month before he was deported so this story is totally crazy um and it it it's uh pointing to how precarious how unstable the situation is for for members of your community, non-status people from Guinea, um, just little thing can can make a huge turn in your life. You know um, exactly, uh, yeah, ex exactly. A lot of people here they they working and they they cannot go. They don't have access to the health system. They cannot study just because they cannot afford the, the study. It's not that because they don't want to study. It's just they can't afford it mm -hmm. right and they're living in the well integrated here and uh, in guinea conakry is not established i understand the, the canadian government 
have an agreement with the Guinean government. They they doing they trading together. It's you know there are a lot of companies, Canadian companies in Guinea, but that doesn't mean the country is established. A lot of strike, a lot of demonstration. Whenever there's a demonstration, they kill at least two or three people. You know, a lot of they injured a lot of people. That's it's, it's not so established. The the military and the police is uh, is not. They are not punished or at all. There's no justice for that. You know, Mil- whoever is military or police does whatever he wants whatever he wants to do there's no justice yeah. and uh, the rate of the shortage work shortage is really high in guinea in guinea yeah well amnesty international and human rights watch have talked in detail about violence in guinea uh, and also economic injustice but also repression against protests um so people have arrived here in Montreal. Of course, there was um, many struggles against deportations to Guinea-Conakry that took place in France yeah. in the last 10, 15, 20 years. Uh-huh. Um, so now it's just uh, uh, mentioning it because um, it seems like this struggle facing uh, Guineans of the diaspora is not only in Canada. It's an issue also in France. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's just uh, a bit different on the way they're doing it. Um, so in France, I don't know much about France for, for refugees in France. I've been in France, but I was not a refugee. Don't, uh, so I cannot understand the whole story about them. I just knew some friends who were refugees. The thing is, wherever you, wherever you are, if you are a refugee, no one wish to to be a refugee you just become a refugee suddenly for a reason just to save your life Mm -hmm. otherwise everyone wants to stay where he was born where he lives and if you decide to go another place then it's okay when you come safely and if you take a refuge for somewhere else you're supposed to they're supposed to respect your right because they have agreements and the convention the Geneva international convention right they're supposed to respect that mm-hmm. and especially people we they are not criminals they they just working they're studying you know, they contributing to the economic economic of the country and uh, Cultural everything that's the multiculturalism is um, is part of the the laws in Canada. That's that's since a long time. It's not. Uh, it doesn't start recently. They already aware of that. So a lot of injustice um, uh, in the administrative administrative system. Um, I just want I ask them to. Rec- to correct their mistake and to accept the employee's mistake. Sometimes it's not just discrimination, but because the agent doesn't know well about him about what he's doing, or he just made a mistake. And when he made a mistake, they don't want to correct the mistake. 
So you're talking about agents from um, uh, the immigration, imi- immigration Canada? Immigration, immigration, the CBS, the... Um, Canadian Border the, Service the, agencies, the service. who are all, of course, employees uh, of the Canadian it government. Of the Canadian government. Yeah. A, whoever acts on, on behalf of the government is a government. Of right? course. It's seen as a government. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, despite the well-documented situation in Guinea, Canada has... Uh, not heard uh, or at least the Immigration Refugee Board judges that refuse these refugee cases from Guinea obviously haven't looked at the reports from Human Rights Watch or the UN agencies or Amnesty International. Um, Canada, especially under the Liberal government, does talk a lot about um, refugee rights and international law. Mm -hmm. Um, So what message do you have for the Canadian government about the situation facing Ghanaian refugees today in Canada who are facing deportation? Um, The first thing is to stop the deportation Mm -hmm. and to regularize those people because they've been here for a long time. They built their life here. They are part of the community. They're well integrated. They are not criminals. So it's... um, it's normal. It's not normal. It's seen unfair to do not realize those people. The, the Canadian government is, is going abroad to, to ask people to come here. They need people for for labors, you know. And if they are looking for people, why do they deport people who are already here and who are facing mm, persecution and persecution danger and danger in the country in uh, in in the yeah. origin country? So why do they deport those people if they are looking for another one? It's just, um, it's ununderstandable. You know. We're in studio with Mohamed Berry, uh, who is one of the uh, Ghanaian community activists that have started this campaign against deportations uh, from Canada. How has it been to organize this campaign to try to bring people together on this issue? What are the positive points, but also the, the difficulty that you have faced to raise awareness? To tell people about this, oh, the thing is, um, the positive things is that we are not alone in the battle. That which is great, the organizations are supporting us, and we show in the, uh, the national and the international media what we are facing, and it's it's give me like it's uh, gives me a lot of energy, just to say. I'm going to just until the end of the tunnel. You know, I hope to see the the end of the tunnel one day. I'm I'm really motivated. But the, what sucks me that's people part of the community itself you know, have been deported. So it's uh, it's sad. It's sad, yeah. and I know what they're facing recently. The, the one who is uh, the, uh, deported, like. In December, Ibrahim. Ibrahim, I know. I I spoke with him twice in Guinea. When he arrived there, then they paid a private jet. Canadian government. Canadian government. You imagine, that's a lot of money for the for the economic, for just deport someone who's not criminals. He's working. It's unfair, and they took him like from his uh, cell, cells, like around two o'clock. And they they tied his hands, his 
is fit until Guinea with seven agents until Guinea and they ask the, the, the Guinean government to put him in jail. Imagine. And we still, he is still hiding there. I haven't heard from him like more than two weeks now. I used to text him, he used to answer me, but he didn't answer me the more than two weeks. We didn't stop. I called one of his friends I know there, and he said he doesn't know where he is. We haven't seen him. I don't know if he's in jail, he's killed, he's, I don't know. So um, there's, of course, um, many people also facing deportation, not just Ibrahim, no. uh, who was deported. Yeah, anyone uh, can be deported because we, we are not permanent resident. They can decide to, to deport anyone who they want. That's which it is unfair that I'm asking. A lot of people are facing deportation there. It's just because they are not showing up at the meetings and the demonstrations where we are doing because they are scared. They don't. They have bad experiences of the the police in Guinea. So they just think whenever they they do demonstration, they're gonna be arrested. They're gonna be beat. They're thinking all about those uh, bad experiences. So it's it's hard to get people from the Guinean community to participate in this campaign. To, it is hard as I'm still trying my best. I'm still doing the campaign. But you've succeeded. There's he, been yes, many demonstrations. Many demonstrations have been done, and uh, we plan to do other demonstrations. And they are coming little by little. Yeah. You know. We're but in it's studio. Still not easy. No. We're in studio with Mohamed Berry from the Ghanaian community struggling against uh, deportations. Thank you for sharing where things are at so far. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank yeah. you. Yeah.